All right, well, welcome to the Church Office podcast. It's uh, brilliant and super excited to have Nigel Ring join us today. Uh, looking forward to learning from you and hearing a bit about your story. And uh, I know our listeners are, have loved listening to John and just learning from people who've been involved in Christian ministry and particularly sort of church administration for 30, 40 plus years. So uh, thank you so much for being here today. It's lovely to be with you, Gavin. It's, uh, it's fantastic. <clears throat> um, Nigel, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in uh, church administration because you are known as sort of Terry Virgo's number two. You've worked alongside him and the Apostolic team in NFI for, for years. I mean, you've been involved in, in what, there was a network of 2,000 churches, big conferences, international ministry. I mean, hats off to you. You've, you've put a lot of work in over the last few years. Um, well, the last 30, 40 years is, is, is fantastic. It's been an exciting story, Gavin, and I look back with awe, to be honest, at what God has yeah been graciously yeah. allowed us to be involved in <clears throat> i mean going back i'm professionally an engineer yeah and uh, i felt called into full-time ministry when i was nine years old oh really wow. so was making decisions about what exams i took for instance i did yes. greek at o level oh, wow. um, and when i passed it i thought the exam system can't work so i didn't know <laughs> what i was talking about um but i'm an engineer really yeah. in my heart so i was an engineer uh, through university okay and then led a research team in a pediatric hospital oh, designing artificial limbs for thalidomide damaged children and so on. I did that for about 15 years, but during that time mm -hmm. I felt called again. Mm -hmm. And in that time met Terry. Yeah. Uh, we had been saved uh, and baptised in the Spirit yeah. and wanted to know more about what the baptism of the Spirit was about, yeah. wanted to know more about healing. Yeah. And so Terry started coming up and speaking to a little Bible study group we were running in our home. Yeah. And uh, this was while he was just a small-time pastor in Seaford on the south coast of England. And uh, he would drive up with a carload of people, and I got to know him very well during that time, just as friends. Yeah. And in due course, he planted a church out of our home. Yeah. And this is before New Frontiers yeah, before ever existed. Yeah, we didn't think that way yeah. at all. Yeah. We then felt God urge us to run a Bible week. The Dales Bible Week was already in progress up in Harrogate, right, led by Bryn Jones and his yeah. um, brother and so on. Yeah. Um, and we wanted something down in the south. So God spoke to us clearly that we should hold one in the south in 1979. And Terry said, well, who's going to run this? And I thought, oh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah, and so it. that's where I probably started cutting my teeth on administration. Yeah. I'm not trained as an administrator at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've learned from my mistakes more yeah. than yeah. any formal training so i started serving him in that way we ran a bible week throughout the 80s yeah. but uh, then at the second bible week i think it was bryn jones who was our speaker mm -hmm. spoke to terry said i think you're going to burn out if you go on at the pace you're going at the mm -hmm. moment and you need a team around you yeah. to complement your gifting yeah so terry prayed about it as is his way yeah. uh, through the summer yeah. i got back from holiday and he wrote to me and said, I once said to him, uh, if ever he felt I should be full time, mm -hmm. just tell me. Just give you the shout. Did I still feel that? And if so, would I be his administrator? He said, I don't know what an administrator does, but I know I need one. <laughs> so um, I got on the phone to him and I said, Terry, I don't know what an administrator does either. But yeah. yes, yeah, because I, mean, I felt it was the yeah. fulfillment of that. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I, I got going yeah. with Terry. We've known each other now for well over 50 years as yeah. good friends and I'm still closely in touch with him. Yeah. 
He's, mm -hmm. he's been immensely fruitful, isn't he, in his ministry. And uh, the, yes. the two of you working, you know, with <clears> a team, it's, the fruit is there. You know, mm -hmm. lots of uh, big, high-profile people don't always make it, do they? But Terry really has been unique in that, hasn't he? And, and, and NFI has been unique. It's, it's been lovely to watch yeah. and see. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. Let me just give you a history of the name. You say NFI. Yeah. Actually, we're not, it's no longer called NFI. No, it's changed, um, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was originally Coastlands from a verse in yeah. Isaiah, which says yeah. the coastlands wait expectantly for your instruction, meaning okay. the ends of the earth. Yeah, yeah. But because course, we yeah. were based on the south coast, people misinterpreted yeah. it. So we changed it to New Frontiers, then yeah. New Frontiers International, yeah. then NFI. NFI. Yeah. And then we realized that actually New Frontiers doesn't translate well. Mm -hmm. It uh, can translate to feel like new limitations, new, barri mm -hmm. new barriers, new boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. we created our own word, and it's now called New Frontiers yeah. as one word. Yeah, good. And uh, so we no longer call it anything. That's the history. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's great. And so you talk about kind of running and organizing the Downs Bible Week. I mean, there, there were thousands upon thousands of people going to this. If, if, if our listeners haven't heard of the Downs Bible Week, tell us a little bit about the work and coordination behind the scenes sure, for something like that. Sure. The Downs Bible Week we held on Plumpton Racecourse near Lewis in Sussex uh, for 10 years yeah. and by then I had been going to a thing called the Capel Bible Week which then okay. became the Harrogate Bible yeah, Week yeah. or the Dales Bible yeah. Week and so when we felt God was saying run a Bible Week, I mean it was in a prayer meeting he spoke prophetically that mm. we should run the Bible Week Terry said to me how many do you think we could cater for? So I thought of a huge number and said yeah. a thousand. Yeah. These days, that's a laughable yeah. number. In yeah. those days, a thousand was a lot of was people lot. together in one place. Yeah. And so we planned for that sort of number. But the first year, we actually had 2,800. Is that right? 2, and so we took over uh, the Plumpton Racecourse, yeah. um, set it up with all the necessary toilets and yeah. marquees yeah. and so on. We had to lay our own plumbing because they didn't have a sufficiently big plumb. Uh, pipeline had to lay our own sewer oh, because wow. they didn't have enough there so we left more behind on the race course yeah. when we left it than when we <laughs> arrived but we always sought to leave it in a good condition yeah. I believe that Jesus when he uh, fed the 5,000 yeah. the hill they left behind yeah. was spotless we're yeah. told they had 12 baskets full That's of, right. they of, picked it up, of, of the bits they? and pieces yeah. Yeah. and we like to feel that we did the same yeah. so we started the Plumpton, uh, Plumpton with the Downs Bible Week in 1979 yeah. And uh, we're going through steadily, growing, growing, growing. Went into two weeks because we couldn't yeah. camp everyone at the same time. Yeah. Uh, we're planning for 1989, had invited the speaker, when okay. just before 1988, God said, this is the last one. Okay. And we thought, what? Uh, this is going quite well. Yeah. But what we had created, Gavin, and it would be true of the Stonely Bible Week, which mm -hmm. then followed a couple of years later, mm -hmm. we were trying to create a vehicle mm -hmm with a purpose yeah. we were not creating an event for yeah. its own sake yeah. yeah and what we were trying to do was to provide a context for bringing churches together as church groups mm -hmm. and there was real benefit in them being together serving together yeah. that's how we handled yeah. the serving yeah. we gave portions of the ministry yeah. of service to different churches and said get on with it yeah. um, uh, and there was real benefit in that it built community it gave a, a context for other people to come in and mm -hmm. at that stage, what is this going on in the church? These mm -hmm. restoration churches, I've heard about them. Let's go yeah, and see, explore go it. it. It provided mm -hmm. a context for people mm -hmm. to come and have a look. And so it grew and it grew and it grew, but it was always a vehicle to equip and to give people world vision 
and hopefully to be missional, yeah. although we wouldn't have used that word yeah, at that yeah, stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, wanting to right. send people out. And many people now who are leading in New Frontiers churches and others would say they were saved mm. as little children perhaps yeah. or baptized yeah. in the Spirit at one yeah. of those Bible weeks yeah. and God set them on a course yeah. uh, for their lives. Yeah. Sort of. I imagine those those events really created opportunities for, for churches to meet other churches, to partner together, uh, that, that fellowship of leaders uh, and there's so much so much positivity going on in all of that, isn't there? You, you tend to happens. think of Bible weeks as kind of main meetings and yeah, seminars. Yeah. The reality yeah. is that yeah. a lot of the benefit is exactly yeah. as you yeah. say. It's you know playing life playing and, yeah. games out yeah. on site in yeah. the afternoons and this sort of thing. Yeah. And churches just eating together. Many churches yeah. would bring their own marquee and all centrally cater. So yeah. that also gave a feeling of community. Yeah, um, yeah there were a large number of spin-off benefits and. When we closed Downs and then subsequently the Stonely yeah. Bible Week, people said, why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, we're going to we miss it. Yeah. Um, and we had to say, yes, but we're only going on for as long as God gives us permission. Yeah. And we feel that God is now saying, now's the time to move. Yeah. So we stop, yeah. successful as it may appear to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we yeah. still went on. It's fantastic. And, and the, the movement has had a passion to reach the lost and to, to church plant. What, what were you involved in behind the scenes in that kind of uh, priority that was placed? Okay, let, let me back up a little bit before answering that yeah, question specifically and just say that when Terry asked me to be his administrator, mm -hmm. it was very much on a personal basis. Okay. There was no team, or at least we okay. met soon after yeah. he made that invitation. And so I thought, I don't know what an administrator is. I'm still working as, in, <laughs> yeah. in the health service as an engineer. Yeah. Um, do I try and go and do an MBA somewhere or something like that? And I thought, no, what does the Bible say about yeah. administration? Yeah. So I dug into the scriptures yeah. and there were a number of scriptures and I know you've touched on yeah. these in previous podcasts and blogs and so on, but Acts 6, I guess, particularly spoke yeah. loudly to me yeah. that in the early church, the apostles who presumably were acting as the elders of that early church mm. uh, were faced with this horrendous pastoral problem of the... Yeah wives from outside Jerusalem getting at each other and getting at the ones inside Jerusalem. It looked time-consuming, didn't it? Very yeah. time-consuming. Yeah. And they it said, bring before us men of good repute, yes. so they'd already demonstrated a leadership gift, yeah. full of the Holy Spirit, so they were able to walk in their own yeah. level of faith, as yeah. it were, yeah. and so on. Yeah. Yeah. And then between verses 6 and 7, mm. you find, and, mm. yeah, you do. the church yeah. grew, yeah. many priests were added, yeah. etc. And you feel, okay, what was happening there was that the, the apostles were able to give themselves to apostling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because Stephen and his colleagues yeah. were given to what they were gifted yeah. to do. Yeah. And I saw in that yeah. a kind of a light bulb moment. Yes. Yeah. And I always sought to work with Terry on the basis of, Terry, you do what's on your desk mm -hmm. that is apostolic. Mm -hmm. Anything that's not apostolic is my responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And I would take it off his desk. Yeah as it were, I and that. either do it myself or give it to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've often talked about administration in the context of the liberating role of administration, yes. is to allow pastors, elders, to do what they're yes. equipped to do yeah. and not to try and do what they're not equipped to yeah. do. Yeah. Give that to other people. And that principle runs the whole way down through the church. Yeah, does, yeah. You know, we're yeah. all called yeah. with gifting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. the ministers of a church ideally reflect the passions and giftings mm -hmm. of the members of the yes. church and that yeah. should define to yeah. some extent 
what the church is about yeah, in its right. outreach ministry areas. Yeah. So I feel the role of administration is not a profile role yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a, if you like, it's an oiling the wheels type ministry yeah. Yeah. that no one knows is there. Yeah. But if it wasn't, they would. Yeah. Exactly the vehicle right. would come to a crunching yeah. halt because it hasn't got oil in the engine. Yeah. If you put oil in the engine, no one exalts the oil. Yeah. They just say, isn't yeah. this a nice car? Yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah, that's you know, right. And I'm very happy that way. Yeah. So when I was yeah. running conferences, for instance, and yeah. you know, we did some big ones. Mm. Um, Stoneley grew to 28,000. We ran conferences at the mm. Brighton Conference Centre and so on. I would say to my team, look, don't expect anyone to come up and say thank you to you. Yeah. There will be some who do. I'm going to be the one who applauds yeah. it because I know how much work's gone into it. Yeah. Because the only way that people sometimes encounter administration is when it goes wrong. Yeah, that's right. And you don't yeah. want them to come to see yeah. you for that. Yeah. So just do it so well <laughs> that no one comes to see yeah. you and you can reckon you're doing a good yeah. job. With that real excellence, yeah. 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 So in I terms of how I've kind of got involved with Terry and then the national team, then the international team and so on, with things like church planting, uh, would have been really to help define how we were going to support mm -hmm. a church plant mm -hmm. um, financially initially yeah, yeah. work out what that meant what the accountability should be mm -hmm. how that would be monitored how that would be supported yeah. because we're not there with the big stick to say you're not doing this right we're there yeah. to say okay what's the vision god's given you mm -hmm. how can we get behind that vision yes. yeah. to to massage it yeah. forwards and help you forwards with it yeah. um, so that's how i saw I, I, I love that, that. yeah that that enabling yeah. others to do to do ministry is, is it's a lovely disposition and it's so compelling to hear mm. and 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 um to see the difference that you've made behind the scenes Thank it, you. It, it is present in, mm. and and it's lovely and that's a, a wonderful principle if you're a, a church administrator li li you know listening into this podcast then how do you position yourself it, it is like how we're talking here like in act six yeah. and um enabling them and there's this lovely um, bit in Acts 6 I've been thinking about more and more in the last few months is this there's this role of unity that we sort of play mm. um, you know keeping the church uni unified yeah, and, yeah. To get, and together yes. and, um, and that's kind of a lovely sort of uh, role that happens in the background quietly isn't yes, it um, yeah, yeah I think lovely. another scripture also that really encouraged me when I was doing this study and mm. you know I looked at the Old Testament and there yeah. were the obvious examples there of Nehemiah or Joseph yeah. or Daniel or whoever but I wanted a New Testament perspective. Um, but, but, so another scripture I came across was 1 Corinthians 12, 28, yep, yep. where at the end of that famous passage in the middle of 1 Corinthians 12 on the gifts of the Spirit, yeah. but the chapter then ends with, so first apostles, second prophets, yeah. healings, miracles, yeah. administrations. Yeah. I thought, oh. That's there. <laughs> so administration is a spiritual gift. Yeah. It's not just a skill. Yes. And that, to me, was so helpful. Mm. I felt, okay, I can hold my head up high, mm. as it were. Mm. And I sought at all times to be close to Terry yeah. and to hear his heart. Mm -hmm. And the way I found I could do that best was as mm. often as possible to be in a prayer context with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I would deliberately yeah, try to get into as many opportunities where he was praying as I could. Yeah. Maybe one-to-one, -one, and we had the privilege yeah. of doing that on occasion often in a leadership setting mm -hmm. um, because I felt not only could my faith be encouraged and I personally could be built yeah. up and you know keep my spiritual plumb line yeah. upright yeah, as right. it were but also I could hear how he was praying mm. and knowing how from experience his prayers tended to be answered mm. 
I could sometimes get ahead of the game yeah. so that when he says, I really feel God is saying we do this, I'd already done some preparation yeah. work towards yeah. it. A yeah. classic would be, I remember once in Brighton, we were Superb. praying, um, it was a time when one of the political parties was meeting at the Brighton Conference okay. Centre. Oh yes, and I Terry prayed. That, yeah. Terry prayed, Lord, one day give us the opportunity to hold a leadership conference in that centre. Okay. At that stage, we were very small. Mm. But I went out of that room and I phoned the Brighton Centre and I said, can I come and look round? Yeah. And out of that, within probably six months, right. we had an approach from John Wimber. He wanted to run a conference, sent someone over, and I felt very smug because yeah. I could say, oh, I know all about the conference yeah. centre. I've already done the prep work. I've done yeah. the prep work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was because I heard Terry praying and I thought, okay, I believe one day that'll come yeah. about. Let's find out what it is like in there. I love that. Um, so yeah. I, I, I've often said this to administrators, don't just feel you're the do-it person. You're mm -hmm. not a technician. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. need to know the heart of the person yeah. you're serving yes. so that you can reflect and complement that heart. Yeah. And if possible, help shape the decision making by bringing your gifting to the table yes. at the time the decisions are being made. Mm. Because it's very mm. easy for uh, church leaders, sometimes their elders, to get into a little bit of an ivory tower mm -hmm. and mm. decide to do something that for practical reasons might have limitations. So if you can feed in some of the practice, not yes. to say no, yes. I'm a yeah. great believer in saying the answer is yes, the question is how. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, but say, look, if you're going to go that route, which I fully applaud, mm -hmm. I think the time scale you've got it on is probably a bit tight for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason, yeah. like permissions or whatever it may yeah. be. I would suggest we plan for next summer, not this summer. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so you're yeah. bringing your gifting to the table yes. at the time the decision's being made. So yeah. you're not saying bad decision. You're saying I can fill in yes. that decision yeah. in and, a helpful and, way. And we, we find, don't we, that often the kind of the senior leader or the, the person that's, that's, you know, really setting direction, they don't always have these kind of gifts. So the, the complementation of these gifts working together yeah. is, is so, so, so crucial. And um, if you're listening to the podcast and you're a, you're a pastor, um, look out for, for that gifting in your church if you don't already have or know about it. But who can you draw in with those kind of that kind of spiritual gift yes. to, to come alongside yes. you to... Yeah. to enable you yeah. to do that um, and and also i would say in talking to the pastors mm. don't feel threatened yes uh, god yeah. talks or the bible god talks about um the body mm. and all the complementary ministries mm. and you know the pastor may be a brilliant teacher maybe a brilliant pastor in the shepherding sense rather than yeah. the office sense yeah. Um, you know, he may be a wonderful teacher, shepherd, mm. but that doesn't mean he's very good on the practical yeah, side. Yeah. Why should he be? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm not a great preacher. I'll yeah. preach on occasion, yeah. but I can do some of the practical stuff. Yeah. So I'm not aspiring competitively mm. to take over. I can, I, I wouldn't be able to yes. deliver the sorts of sermons that some of my colleagues yeah. are able to. Yeah. Let's complement one another yeah. and see that body uh, kind of complete in Absolutely that way right. rather than one person trying to be another person yeah yeah mm. there's something wonderful about that isn't it and I, I just think you're you know just reflecting on what you've been saying in this conversation about prayer and listening to Terry prayer I, I just I've not heard that before um, even though I know I've that at times I've heard Pete's heart as we've been in prayer meeting but actually to somehow build that into your schedule and your time and Absolutely. being willing to go into those environments where sometimes I can think or oh, going into a group of leaders I might feel a bit uncomfortable but actually 
God's called us to be there and to, to hear the heart and to play our part in, mm. in, in the, the outworking mm. of, of ministry or the outworking mm. of the gospel going out there. Yes, yeah. um, I, I love that. I think I, that's a brilliant, I mean, in, brilliant in, in prayer, I think we'd all acknowledge mm. we're very vulnerable. Yes, yes, right. So you need to be able to handle it well because obviously I wouldn't go out of that room and say, do you know how Terry was praying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in an inappropriate yeah. way, one's yeah. got to be very protective. And yeah. He's my brother. I don't yeah. want to uncover anything. Yes, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, can I just say this, just triggers another thought yeah, in mind. He and I, very early on, covenanted together mm-hmm. that if ever we saw anything in the other mm. that we were concerned about, we were, had permission to speak. Great whether it was the way that you might look at a woman for yeah. going by or yeah. something you said. I remember Terry, for instance, yeah. saying to me once, he said, you were a bit harsh the way you spoke to that guy. And I said, thank you, Terry. Mm. I'll mm. try and learn from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we gave each other and still would. I mean, we're no longer living close to each other. We're still in a lot of contact. Mm. But you know, we gave each other permission to speak into each yeah. other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that's also a very important yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I, as I've got older it's more difficult to go to a younger elder perhaps and make yourself accountable to him. Mm-hmm. But I've always found someone mm-hmm. whom I can say, I would like to meet with you every six months or so. Yeah. I yeah. want you to ask me some difficult questions. Yes. You know, yeah. so that yeah. for the sake yeah. of my wife, for the sake of the church, for the sake of my children, yeah. they know that I'm accountable yeah. and that I'm not untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important. Yeah. We're, all, it is. we're all flesh and blood, you know, yeah. we're all... No. Subject to temptation, right? And I think what I'm love, you know, what's wonderful about what I'm hearing as well is this this disposition of kind of enabling Terry, but also this 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 relationship that you've got going on. Um, It just strengthens that kind of friendship that's in ministry that you can find Mm. and and and, um, enjoying that and investing in that. I'm sure you've sat with Terry and had lots of meals and and lots of social and time and and um, and where it's appropriate in a relationship like I I will sit and have lunch with Pete and we will invest into that without an agenda Um, like you having those interpersonal Mm. conversations saying you know the kids are going through this or you know I'm I'm Mm. affected by this this is a real struggle for me would you do that and and that humility there Mm. is it's lovely isn't it that that servanthood um, which you you really do have I, I we've got some friends who are in your church in Bath and um, uh, and they've been saying to me what a servant that you are um, and have been and um, and I, I want that to be a characteristic of me in, in in the ministry that I'm serving here at Christchurch. I want to be a servant and serve others and and if you're in that role church administration role there's a there's a great joy and a delight in, in being in the the unseen and, and yeah. just being able to serve mm. a, a senior leader mm. and, and so you know if you're listening be, be encouraged um, to take that position huge privilege and, um, huge privilege. and enjoy the grace of god that's that's available in there and who is the servant mm. we're modeling after yeah yeah, yeah. jesus right. you know he was prepared to put a towel around his waist kneel down and wash yeah. the disciples feet yeah. if ever there was anyone who you think shouldn't have to do that it would be him yeah. but he chose to do it yeah. if he can do it why can't we yeah. no, it's absolutely <laughs> right yeah it's absolutely right mm. and I love the fact that um, you, you've fallen into this role because I, I've kind of fallen into this role and I know lots of other church administrators are the same. You, you, you've got a great heart to serve your church. Someone recognises some leadership and then you, you get thrown into it. And um, I, I just love what you're saying about the, it being a spiritual gift. And I, I experience that daily where you think, actually, I don't know what to do or I'm struggling here. 
but there's there's grace that comes to yes. for how God's called you. Yes. There's grace available to equip you to do what you've been mm. called. And mm. and I, I can't think of a week that doesn't go by where I'm consciously aware of that, you know. So I haven't mm. done any formal training, I haven't done that, but but eighteen years I've been serving the church. God's been been wonderfully faithful and um it, it's there's a joy in it, isn't it? And I'm, I'm sure lots of people have got a similar kind of story um, to that as well. And, and the evidence, you know, I've only just come into this building, but the evidence is all around me of you doing that well. You know, well, in the way that he talks about you, so <laughs> obviously that's yeah. good. Well done. It, and the, and the relationship you've got with Terry, I. I know, and I so appreciate my relationship with Pete. And um, for listening out there, it, it's worth considering, how can you serve your senior leader? What does that look like? Mm. Um, how can you improve what you're doing? How can you um, get behind them? Yeah. Um, and um, there, there, are, there are some things that people can, can consider. Yeah. I think what I would say, though, I wouldn't want people to feel under pressure. Yeah. I would be the first to acknowledge that I think, actually, Terry's and my relationship, and perhaps yours and Pete's, mm. was a bit special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that it's possibly not helpful to see that as a model you're trying to follow. Yes. I feel that we were both called, we were called to work together. Yeah. Uh, when we were together in a working sort of sense, uh, we openly acknowledged it was a till death as two part relationship. Yeah. Uh, yes, I was employed, I was paid, so was he. Yeah. But yeah. we didn't ever yeah. see it that way. Yeah. It was a calling, we were called together, yeah. and you know, God graciously allowed us yeah. to to work together in a happy, harmonious way. Uh, yeah. But uh, it could be a pressure on people if they think, oh, we can never be like Terry yeah. and Nigel, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Um, it's another thing I, I've I wouldn't do. want that. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't I, want I, that. I that would not that. be fair. Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you so much so far. I'm getting so much out of this conversation. It really is uh, lovely to sort of sit and learn and, and hear from you. Um, if, you're a po- if you're a pastor listening to the podcast today and you know, there's, there's so many different situations in there where pastors might hire somebody next. Who do they hire? Um, have you got any thoughts about, you know, you're, you're, someone's listening, single pastor, they've got some finance for a second person. They're going towards maybe a youth worker or a kids ministry uh, or a worship leader, which has been popular, isn't it, in the last few years. What, what advice have you got for, for our pastors listening? I think we were talking, Gavin, a little bit earlier about uh, the kind of complementary nature yes. of ministry and of mm-hmm. teams that's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. And I think that often people look on administration of a necessary evil. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we try and kind of give it as little space as we possibly can, but we know we've got to have a bit somewhere. Yeah. And I think that fails to understand the huge blessing administration actually can be. Yes. Um, it is a spiritual gift. Um, I even call my website Feeding 5000 is no picnic yeah, yeah, I love because that. it kind of combines the yeah. ministry side yeah. with the practical side yeah. and it's not easy yeah. but it's important yeah. and if you think of Jesus in Mark 6 and the other gospels feeding the 5000 mm-hmm. there is order in there yeah, 50s, hundreds, delegation intentional delegation to the disciples think how much they must have learned by being given bread to give to 50 people when they knew it wasn't big enough Mm. oh but it multiplies oh suddenly their gifting is brought out yes so i feel that the role of administrator in the church can be much more Mm -hmm. than just databases and spreadsheets it is about people yeah and i would say administrators uh, should be people people yeah they're not just do it people they're not technicians 
good administrators love people and want to facilitate people mm -hmm. by creating an environment perhaps that is most conducive to their growth. Yeah. So if I'm running a conference, I don't want people to encounter the bits of administration. I want them to leave having met with God. Yes. And yeah. if they're walking out of the door saying how excited they are, I think, good. I created an atmosphere in which they could hear from God yeah. Yeah. and they were not being distracted by the air conditioning being too cold or too noisy or yeah. the PA being too loud or whatever. Yeah. They could meet with God. Yeah. I've done my job. Yeah, that's right. So with that in mind, I would say mm -hmm. that someone who's leading a church, maybe a young church that's mm -hmm. growing, don't belittle the benefit that a good administrator can bring to you. Mm -hmm. So you may be looking for, the temptation is to look for another person like yourself. Exactly. That's yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. But you don't need someone else like yourself, you've already got yourself. Mm. So you want someone else who's going to complement your gifting. Yeah. And it might be a youth leader, it might be a worship leader, but there are specific areas of ministry. Yeah. An administrator is across all aspects of the church. Yeah. And so it's well worth considering, and I would really urge you to consider yeah. seriously, getting someone who you feel very comfortable with mm -hmm. to come in alongside you administratively, mm -hmm. who has an understanding of what administration is mm -hmm. in terms of releasing people in their gifting in the church, yeah. as well as the organizational yeah. things which are obvious, yeah. like opening up and turning yeah. lights on and clearing up the litter. But no, it's more about, okay, in the interests of the people in the church, mm -hmm. forget the building aspects, they are important, mm -hmm. but what can you contribute as an administrator with the pastor to that person being well discipled. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, and it may need to be a bit systematic, a bit organized. Mm -hmm. In fact, I even wrote a book, Discover and Serve, yeah. which was to help people find where they could serve in the church. Yeah. The temptation is that, uh, you know, people feel, well, maybe I can be a house group leader. And if I do really well, I can become an elder. And if I do really well, I can become a leader. Yeah. Is there any other career path as yeah. it were? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and yet, you know, everyone's gifted differently yeah, that's right. and people with mercy ministries for instance may mm -hmm. feel passionately I want mm -hmm. to serve the poor in my community mm -hmm. well there's no space here we're, we're focused on preaching and prayer and worship none of which I would derive but nevertheless you know this aspect of ministry to the poor I think is very important yeah. if you can win the poor actually it's a great way to build the church yeah, absolutely because they right. know they're yeah. in need whereas yeah. a lot of the rich people in your community don't feel they are so yeah. they're not going to receptive to the gospel an administrator working well with a pastor mm -hmm. can facilitate those sorts of process yeah. that will allow people oh i have got a place in this church you know the administrator can sit down with someone and say what is it that i talk to you about mm -hmm. that your eyes light up yeah they said, well, to be perfectly honest, it isn't the sorts of things we do on a Sunday. Yes. But if I can visit old people in my community, I get excited. This yeah. dear old lady, yeah. do you know what, next door That's to me? Great. And yeah. they start telling stories yeah. about the lady next door or yeah. whoever. And so the administrator can then say, okay, I wonder how we can help you do that. Yeah. Can we create an environment where you can start reaching out to people mm. who are older in the community, mm. talking to the pastor? How can we, can you preach on the way that yeah. you know we can reach out into the community and help yeah. older people yeah. i've never thought of that no but i'm asking you to because we've yeah. now got this yeah. person who wants to start yeah. a ministry let me tell you a story yeah. back in brighton once um a couple came to us i was an elder of yeah. the church as well as being i was never administrator of the church i was always terry's administrator in the kind of wider okay. church ministry but yeah. i was an elder of the church yeah. so obviously I had an interest in administration mm -hmm. and um a couple came to us one day and said can we start a soup kitchen? I and mean, this was back in the early 80s. Yeah. 
And uh, we said, yeah, why do you feel that? They said, well, we've had this experience and they've been in a different Christian setting where they've done it and we saw real blessings. We said, go for it. And as soon as we announced it, 40 people in the church fell in behind them, either as preparers of food or as prayers or people who went out on the street and met someone who was sleeping in a shop doorway with their dog. Um, Mm. And suddenly there was a whole tranche of people here who had just been waiting for the opportunity, but there didn't seem to be an opportunity in this church. And then you find the gifted couple who were passionate. uh, And you kind of say to the church, we've got this, we're now going to facilitate this. And then the administrator can come in alongside that couple who may not be very gifted. Mm. Okay, you'll probably need a few rotors to prepare the food, health and safety, those sorts of things. Do we need need to warn the police? You know, things like that, that they may not think of, but it's the administrative gift. So in that way, I think an administrator being in the mix quite early can really help the church to grow. Now, not many people would say that, mm. but I'm telling you it's true. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. from your experience, you know, of working yeah, with, with yeah. hundreds of churches. Yeah. It, it, it is so true, isn't it? Because as we deploy people in um, the gifts that they've got, it's, it's kind of making them successful and giving them opportunity. And I, I love it when you meet somebody who's passionate about kids ministry yeah. and you deploy them in it, you support them in yeah. it. And they flourish. Absolutely. And the kids love it because yeah. so and so's on today and they get yeah. excited about it. Um, yeah, there's something that's that's part of the role, isn't it? That's Absolutely. part of the, the joy and yeah. the, the delight. And but if you can get people in their area of their sweet spot, as it were, yeah, it's like that. It yeah. also cuts out all grumbling and complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've got nothing to grumble about, yeah. they're fulfilled. Yeah. Whereas people who aren't well mobilized mm have got the luxury of time to complain about what other people are yeah. not doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to sit there and just think, yeah, yeah. yeah Why don't they do it this right. way? Why don't they do it that way? Yeah, yeah. No, that is so true. And so to, so if you're a pastor, to deploy someone to come alongside you in this role will not only support you in taking a piece of work off you, the practical mm. things that we've already talked about that you've done with Terry and I do with Pete, but this enabling of the church to play their part, mm. the body to be functioning together. Um, and sometimes people, like you say, don't always put themselves forward. But but if there are, you know, we found mercy projects that we've got started with staff that all of a sudden, you know, people have gone, oh, I'd love to get Absolutely. involved with single mums and, and reach out to people in yeah. that demographic. Yeah. I've kind of been sitting here waiting. So we, we applaud and love the initiative that people take. Um, and we can, like you say, we can yeah. support those initiatives or we can try and create platforms and opportunities yeah. for for others to serve yes. and um, but that that's so much more so just to say go on. because one's got to believe that the people who are in your church yeah. god has given to you for purpose yes yeah so if we're yeah. not facilitating them coming through mm. in their gifting being discipled or whatever yes. as leaders we're yeah. failing them yeah yeah otherwise why has god sent them yeah. he sent them for purpose every church is unique yes because every person is unique yeah yeah. So we need somehow to know how to mobilise, mm. how to facilitate. And there may be things we can't do in the church because yeah. we haven't got the people. Yeah. So we yeah. should never do ministry because we feel we ought to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to do what we yeah. see God's hand on yeah. and then facilitate that yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and that's, oil the wheels of that. That's a really good, yeah, really, really helpful point. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, there's a pastor, a friend of mine, who, who talks about um, his life being a bit like kind of Swiss Army life, and the knife is the kind of the preaching the word. But he just finds great joy in actually 
putting tools away because somebody else is doing it and then he puts another tool away and and there's this this joy in this actually demonstration yeah you know? okay i don't need that anymore someone else is doing that and but but god's called me to preach the word here and to shepherd people and the more and more things that get put away yeah. you know you'll find as a pastor actually you you might be reluctant to this you think right it's going to take more time it's going to take more effort um but but actually on the other side we've seen fruit with leaders say no this really works um, mm. and, and we are advocating something here that that might be a change uh, for your ministry or for your elders to consider but but certainly a worthwhile uh, opportunity of thought and to Absolutely. change to it so Absolutely. yeah I, I think that's really really helpful and, and what's lovely is that you've you've been involved in administration with terry on the one side in you know big international ministry but also you've, you've been an elder in the church and know what it's like to serve in a church so you know your perspective is, sure, is hugely sure. important here so yeah, yeah. i was an elder for probably 25 years yeah. i mean there's a lesson in there as well incidentally um yeah i was an elder probably for 25 years although i was in the church for probably 32 something like that okay. um and there came a time when i realized that i was actually traveling because part of my ministry was international mm. particularly amongst the poor yeah um and although i was an elder i was often not at elders meetings so when I got into elders' meetings, I'd be asking questions which everyone knew the answer to except mm. for me. Mm. And I realised that I was cluttering the mm. eldership mm. rather than enhancing it. Yeah, I wasn't really elding. Okay. Yeah, yeah, eldering <laughs> And or so yeah. I yeah. talked to the guy who was leading at that stage and I said, look, I don't think I'm being very helpful here. I think it'd be better if I put it down. And he said, no, please don't, please don't. You know. But anyhow, after a little while he said, I think you're right. Mm. And so I said, okay i'm very happy to resign eldership but one thing i'd ask is that i'm the one that tells the church yeah because i think yeah. so often if someone leaves yes. the eldership it's because there's some sinister reason that yeah. no one will reveal yeah, yeah. so yeah. i thought i will tell the church i have chosen yeah. to put this down yeah, that's good leadership. because i don't feel that i am being an elder i'm that yeah. one in name only yes so i think there's a lesson in there as yeah. well yeah uh, that you know we're we're called maybe for a season mm -hmm is not a title for life and indeed i hope it's never a title yeah. it's yeah. A, you yeah. know it's a yeah. responsibility it's a role yes. uh, out of your gifting your leadership gifting that's great and uh yeah if, if pastors if you've got any uh further questions or you know you you want to grab a, a coffee or a conversation then then please get in contact you know we we we, we love this we want to enable your church support your church for for gospel ministry and and reorganizing teams and, and drawing people in you know these are the big things and to go and see another church we've mm. hugely benefited from going visiting other people seeing what Absolutely. it looks like Very having good. a role yeah. in place but then also talking to the different people around that and saying yeah. you know would you talk to me yeah. more about this because there's only so much we can convey on a podcast so, yes yeah. so so please get in contact and, and, and there can that. be huge benefit we found actually in taking a whole leadership team to meet with a leadership yes. team of an equivalent sized church mm. you just spend a day mm. just interacting yeah different people in the same roles yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you, you learn you, you huge connect amount. And, yeah. and you do really do that's great well moving on to um our administrators and how we can encourage them and you've already given us some great principles you know being in the room as, as your senior leader praise you know we've talked a bit about the relationship we've talked about the disposition and enabling have you got anything else that you would kind of offer up as an encouragement to administrators? I think uh, make sure you protect your own walk with God. Yeah, yes. Um, it's easier for people to see you as the technical person or technician, as it were, mm -hmm. I've used, uh, and, you know, just the do-it person. But no, 
it's got to be rooted in your personal walk with God. You can't live second-hand faith. Yeah, yes. Um, and, you know, when I've been doing administrative things, I've often thought, Father, what's the solution to this? Mm-hmm. And I would deliberately say, ask for an answer, ask for a provision, yes. ask for a resource. Uh, you know, yeah, what's your yeah. answer to this? Because he's not yeah. thrown by yes. circumstances yeah, yeah, in the yeah. way that I am. <laughs> but, you know, one's got to be in that place to be able yeah. to do so. Yeah. You know, Stephen, Philip and so on, they were mm. full of the Holy Spirit. They, they, yes. they were walking their walk yeah. in very practical ways, yeah. listening to the Holy Spirit. So I'd yeah. say first and foremost, protect your own yeah. personal walk. I think be very comfortable in the space that you've been given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not saying don't be ambitious, because I think there is a place for ambition, but I think you can be wrongly ambitious okay. and feel that I'm doing what I'm doing just until something better comes along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, if yeah. God's put you there for this season, be very faithful and very fulfilled yeah. and very satisfied yeah. Yeah. in what he's given you to do. Yes. Now, for me, that season lasted for decades. Mm-hmm. For others, it may be just a few years. Yeah. But be satisfied, be fulfilled. Yeah. Don't be an irritant, always looking for the next thing. Yeah. People will sense that. Yeah. And it also, by implication, means what I'm doing now is lower than what I'm aspiring to become. Yes. Whereas administration is a ministry. Yes. And it's a complementary ministry to a lot of other ministries yeah. uh, within the church. Yeah. So it's a high calling. It is. Um, I've taught often on feeding the 5,000 mm. and how Jesus, if you look at Jesus as an administrator in that, which not many people would do, mm-hmm. um, but how many things there are you can learn from him being satisfied there to be organizing mm. things, taking mm. responsibility, having a plan exercising his faith he offered the bread and loaves uh, bread and fish up to heaven and then was able to give it out he was functioning there Mm. as a man he was holy man Mm. holy god Mm. um so you know he wasn't afraid of the administrative organizational bit and did it very well so we can learn from him i think humility uh, not aspiring to have your name in lights Mm -hmm. Uh, don't worry if at the end of a conference no one says thank you to you Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've done, God, God, God's the one who knows. Yeah. He's the one who will one day say, mm-hmm. well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. Uh, enter into the joy of your master. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's the one who will give you rewards. Yes. Um, it's nice to be thanked. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. We all like it. Yeah. But don't be offended if you're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, that's good. So, yeah. not, so not looking for profile. Yeah. Having that genuine humility, not a false humility, a genuine humility. Yeah. You know, I'm just doing what I've been called to do. Yeah. Um, I, so, I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing to just interject with you there is uh, Pete's always said to me, you know, when you're talking about, in, you know, enjoy being in your space and functioning in your space. And, yeah. and Pete's always said to me, you know, in the first few years of ministry and, and serving as administrator, he was saying, you've got to come to terms with the, the grace of God in your own life. Yes. And, and sometimes it takes, took me a while to you know, actually, God has called me to this. And, and not that I want to be arrogant in any way, but just a recognition of, yeah, this is a spiritual gift. God's called me here. He's called me to serve. Mm. And he's given me the grace to do what I can do. So there's, there's some, some confidence, actually, yes. to go, go and do it. Go and yeah. do what God's asked you to do. It's and, huge. Um, if he's yeah. called you to, yeah. he's going to equip you to he's do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and, and to, yeah, to recognize that. And, yeah. and, and I, I love that. And I think one thing, you know, your point on... Um, just looking after yourself and your own walk of God is, is so important. It's so easy for me, and I've got people in the church who help me with this. It's so easy for me on a Sunday to get busy with things that happen. That I end up coming out of the meeting yeah. and I don't hear the word or I hear parts of the word. And, you know, how can you rearrange 
your time on a Sunday, that there are other people that can be on call other than just yourself. And, and that's something that I've had to do. You know, Tola, you'll know this if you're listening to the podcast. He'll often say to me, oh, I haven't seen you in a meeting last week. You know, what can I do to enable you to be in the meeting? Mm. Um, so so be, be, you know, talk to others about it. And that's what you say about humility as well. It mm. comes in is, you know, you, we want to protect mm. those times. So yeah. I think that's true. I think there is an inevitability, though, that with the gifting that you and I have, mm. we notice things that others won't. Yeah. So that yeah. I know that I know on occasion I've been on the platform, yeah. you know, part of the platform party, mm. even if it's only because mm. I'm giving the notices. Mm. But nevertheless, even while the worship's going on, mm. I know that I'm keeping an eye on things. Oh, yeah. that needs adjusting. Or the way they yeah. took the offering wasn't good. I'll change that tomorrow. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> yeah. these sorts of things. We don't switch things. off, do we? We no. don't switch off. Yeah. And so yeah. there is a place, I think, where you do need protected time, you where do. you do switch mm. off. Mm. So having you know, a day yes. off a week, yeah. at least, yes. is important. Yeah. And that it is a day off for you. Yes. And that it's not just, you know, Get yeah. mundane jobs yeah. done but you've yeah. got a bit of space i used for a season i used to take a day a month okay where i pray and fast yeah i would borrow someone else's house who was yes. working okay so that i was in a yeah. neutral environment so yeah. that i didn't have things calling for attention mm-hmm. and i'd use it to pray i'd mm-hmm. use it to study mm-hmm. i may use it to do a bit of planning or something yeah. Yeah. but i would it was my space yeah uh, it was the day before, days, I was going to say it was the days before mobile phones, no, it wouldn't have been actually, but you know, certainly <laughs> yeah. it, we weren't quite as yeah. tech driven in those days as we are now, so there weren't yeah. quite the same distractions. But I think that's worth doing, that a day a month, place. just by yourself, it's mm-hmm. your day, mm-hmm. it's part of your job, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't, you yeah. can take it out, you don't have to check yeah. with Pete obviously, but yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you, you don't have to take it out of your own time yeah. as it were, because to do your job well you need that day. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think it's encouraging. Pete's been encouraged when I've said to him, look, can I go and do this or can I have some yeah. time to read this particular book? I'm sure. And yeah, it is. It's, it's working together in, in, yeah. in, that, in all aspects. Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, Nigel, to, to finish then on our podcast, resources uh, for church administrators. What have you got to, you know, I know you've written some stuff and I, I'd love to hear it. Don't hold back from presenting them. Uh, what, what are good books for us to be reading and reflecting on? I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to tell you lots of good books. Fine. I think that since I was active, there have been a lot more stuff coming on the market okay. and I've not kept up. Yeah, yeah. I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, for what yeah. it's worth, I have written some pamphlets, really, yeah. a little bit more than that one is The Gift of Administration. Yeah. Uh, which really is uh, a reflection of my mm-hmm. own walk, mm-hmm. uh, which I've referred yeah, to yeah, already. Story, yeah. And it's really a Bible study. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it really doesn't tell great. you how to administrate. Yeah. It's more of a Bible study. Yeah. But then, a real good biblical basis. It's yeah, a biblical it's a basis, really I hope, for, for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, then there was also one, uh, Event Management Jesus yeah. Style, yeah. where I tease apart feeding the 5,000. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading um, that. And, I haven't got uh, to that one yet. how Jesus handled that yeah. as well. Uh, there's one, Discover and Serve, which I mentioned mm. uh, just in passing. Mm-hmm. It is actually out of print now, but it's okay. all on my blog. Okay, great. Um, yeah. I reproduced some of my blog, and it's really, I've subtitled it, Finding Your Place of Service in the Local yeah. Church. Yeah. And it helps people to find their spiritual gifting, mm-hmm. uh, their natural talents mm-hmm. and skills, yeah. how much time they have available, yeah. what their passion is, what they get excited yeah, about yeah, yeah. and from that through a kind of a I run it as a course or it's run as a course and then an interview process at the end you can help people suddenly yeah, discover brilliant. oh 
I'm a unique person with some interesting qualities yeah, and yeah, things yeah. that maybe others haven't thought yeah, of. Yeah. And it helps them feed them through into an area of um, yeah. ministry. ministry yeah. Then there's another one I wrote, just because I also have a passion for the poor. Yeah. You may not want to include this, no, but I the, want poor, to, yeah. the poor deserve the best. Yeah. Uh, because I believe it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's bless people who are poor yeah. with the best. Yeah. And so there are some things there about excellence. Yeah in ministries, yes. in mercy ministries. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they may great. be helpful. Yeah, I think these are great. And, and mm -hmm. I've, I've certainly read the, uh, the church administration one and I thought it is a great biblical grounding. And yeah, I'd love to read the one about the gifting. I, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll get my hands mm -hmm. on that off you, definitely. Okay. Um, you kind of got a book that I've read called uh, Prophecy in Spreadsheets, which is quite a quirky sort of oh, name. Fun so, title. Um, yeah. uh, they've put together that and that, that is excellent. So there, there are more and more resources coming out. And I, sure. I think, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for the blog and social media for, for these. We'll, we'll promote these and, and the link. But also we'll promote your, your website that you've got articles that you've been writing. You've got loads yeah. of videos. I've gone through some of your sure. church administration videos. Oh, right. They okay. are yes, that's fantastic. That's nigelring.org yeah. is the website address. Yeah. Nigel, I think we'll call it a day because sure. we've, we've, we've covered <laughs> so much ground. And um, I, I'm so thrilled. There's so much I've personally just got out of this time. You know, here, The highlight for me was the prayer one sitting and listening and that that has really impacted me and um and and will be a benefit will be a benefit Good. and blessing so um so thank you for your time okay. and That's thank you for answering the questions and just opening up your story and and i'm so grateful to god for you and, and people like john trescott and, and people that have gone thank before you. us that you know have done the hard work of establishing saying actually this is a, a spiritual gift there's a there's a strong biblical sense of uh, of the role and the need for the role um and you know it Church administrators didn't exist 34 years ago in the same way that they do now. It's extraordinary, but that's true. When I first became an administrator, I found it difficult to find anyone else who yeah, was doing it. Yes. I found half a dozen or so, and we would yeah. meet every so often to encourage one another. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's great. It's a different scene. It really is. Yeah, yeah. and and so I'm grateful for for you know what's been established, mm. and 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 for, for people like yourself that have gone mm -hmm. through and, and done it, and and we can hugely see the fruit of what what's new, you know NFI of done it's uh, new frontiers i should say now shouldn't i correct me um, <laughs> yeah and it's so it's lovely to talk to you thank you for, thank you. for coming on Pleasure. Thank you for uh, listeners if you've got any questions or anything that you'd like to know more about as i said earlier then then please get in contact at questions at the church office.co.uk uh, please check out the website if this is the first time you picked up the um, the uh, the podcast there's free articles documentation there's things to encourage you and bless you in your work particularly if you're a church administrator um, if you're a pastor then then there's other material on there for you to say right who can i draw into my team how do i appoint somebody what what can you do um, we, we'd love to hear from you if you've been blessed by the podcast hey get in contact we'd love to do that and connect and we're always looking for guests and to have people on so uh, maybe you're the next guest you never know um, Thank you so much for your time. We will see you again soon.